Hello there. This is a talk I did at Planicon Europe uh, 2017 recently. Whilst the actual talk in terms of words that I actually use in this presentation aren't going to be identical, they'll be fairly close, I think. So I hope you enjoy sort of listening to what I have to say and uh, rough, the message is roughly the same. So my talk is entitled Choosing or Designing the Perfect Planner. Planner in this case is a fairly generic term. It, it covers all sorts of, all different types of paper planners. So to get started, about 50 years ago in December 1967, to be exact, the Beatles, that well-known pop group, released an album, a short album rather, called Magical Mystery Tour, which was um, also a film, in fact, as well. And I'd like you to join me on a magical mystery tour in search of the perfect planner. Now, I want this short talk to sort of fuel your imagination in looking for the perfect planner. And together we'll try and uh, discover what the perfect planner is for you. You might actually already own the perfect planner. You might even be using it too. So I want you to actually think of things you like about your current planner as well as the things that you, you don't like. So the perfect planner, does it exist? And, and if it does exist, you know, what is it actually going to do for you? So what is the perfect planner? So I wrote down some um, some notes uh, just before I gave the talk at uh, PlannerCon, and I came up with these. The perfect planner can help you achieve planner peace, if that exists. It's a planner that you want to use. A planner that helps you meet your goals and targets, you know, be it on daily or weekly basis. A planner that will help you um, reduce your stress and anxiety levels, you know, because you're writing things down and you're using your planner, it will help you not have to worry about, you know, did I remember to do this or will I remember to do that sort of thing. It's a planner that you will not want to keep swapping out of. And it will reduce your desire to keep wanting to buy new planners. This, of course, is not good news for the sellers, but never mind, eh? And, of course, there is no, no reason why you can't decorate the perfect planner. That is perfectly acceptable. And I know a lot of people that do. And I believe that the perfect planner does exist for you all. But it will not be the same one. Um, one solution doesn't fit everyone um, in every situation. My solution won't be the same as yours. But you know, my experience of getting to what I think is the perfect planner, I hope could well help you. But so does it exist? Yeah, I'm pretty certain it does exist because I've been through this cycle myself. But it the actual what becomes the perfect planner might change over time as your own circumstances changes over time. But if you've managed, if you've experienced the sort of um, thrill of achieving that first time round, of course, it becomes easier 
next time round. You'll know what to adjust and see what it does. So if it does exist, where can you get one? Uh, <laughs> can I just walk into a shop and buy one? Well, maybe you can. We'll, we'll, we'll discover. And how do you decide? Well, I'll hopefully cover that as well. But do you need a planner that's, you know, like a TARDIS? You know, bigger on the inside than it is on the outside. You know, we've all seen pictures, I'm sure, of planners that are well stuffed to the gills, <laughs> to, to put it simply. Uh, you know, people have their various reasons for wanting to carry so much stuff, but... Um, you know, you can't beat physics. If it has to be that size, it has to be that size, I suppose. But let's let's get in a bit imaginative now. You know, would an accordion-style cover um, suit your you know needs as a tr- for a traveller's notebook? I.e., it, it expands to take in more inserts or contracts when you only want to carry two or three. I don't know of anyone who makes one of those, but I'm sure that this. Might not, it might well happen in the future, you never know. And you know, for a ring baron, how about trombone style rings? You know, they expand as you increase the number of pages in there. Again, I don't think that will work somehow, not particularly easily, anyway. But there is a huge variety of planners out there, um, in various forms, and what have you. And hopefully, we'll try, they're all paper, of course. That is, that is the constant. Um, paper and pens is the constant thing about them all. It's just how they're made and how they're put together that differs. So what do we need to decide? Well, let's start with this little list here. Size. Does it need to be big? Does it need to be small or somewhere in between? This The actual physical size of the thing is, is pretty much going to be determined by how much you need to write on each page each day or each week or whatever and how you're going to carry the thing is it going to be carried in a bag or if you're based in a home office type thing then carrying it around is less of a problem um and so you know you might be able to go you know the, the bigger planner might suit you better um, in that sort of environment where if you if you only have small bags or just pockets then you know size is going to be an issue and not everyone likes carrying them in their hand so much these days you know what with your bottle of water or your cup of coffee and your mobile phone um you know you need an extra hand somewhere in amongst all this now how do you decide on what size well my favorite old tip that i keep banging on about is to take some blank sheets of paper, cut them to the size that you're considering, and then, you know, just with pen and ruler or something, pencil and ruler, just rule the thing out in a sort of typical layout and see if all of the stuff that you need to write down, be it tasks, appointments, reminders, etc., etc., fits onto a typical page for either a typical week a day or a month or whatever it is some weeks will be less of course some weeks more but you know the balance will be there somewhere and you'll know what what looks right uh, for you of course if you're going to decorate the page you, you might have to allow some extra space for that as well but there we go 
Then we've actually, within the cover itself, we'll have some internal layouts, uh, things to decide, you know, what pockets you need, you know, all these additional things that you can carry in with you, be it credit cards, reward cards, that sort of thing, so business cards. How many card slots do you actually need, if any? Um, how many pen loops and what sort of type of pen loop do you want? Um, you know, I tend to use just a single colour and uh, a pencil, a mechanical pencil. So I can actually get away with one pen loop um, using one of these multi-pen things, which just has pen and pencil. But, you know, quite a lot of you, I'm sure, want, want you know, separate pens cause, or fountain pen and pencil or gel ink pen and what you know all the different sort of varieties there are we're not all the same we all have different requirements and then how are you going to keep the actual planner itself closed um, to keep everything secure inside you know some people get away with no clasps at all because they're just going to put it straight in a bag that's fine some have poppers some have an elastic of some different description um you know or a zip closure even um, not as popular these days, but we do see them. And then what type? Well, this comes down to sort of how that paper is held within the cover, isn't it? So ring bound is sort of your typical sort of file effects, that type of organiser. Disc bound, not, not so well known, but equally as flexible as uh, ring bound. Um, you can move pages around, you can replace pages and what have you. Strings, which, well, strings or elastics, that covers the sort of traveller's notebook that we've all become sort of familiar with. They're quite uh, flexible in, you know, sort of down to sort of booklet level, less less so page level, I suppose. And then bound and stitched type books, hardback, softback books, they're great for sort of journals and things. And I know quite a few people that use sort of bound planners as well. So they're, they're not sort of uh, difficult to use. You know, you can get a softback uh, thing, which then goes into a leather cover if you so wish. And then you just replace that part of it each year. So it's not too bad. And then coil bound, of course, I mean, you mustn't forget those as well. They tend to be um, used quite a lot. The big advantage, of course, is you can fold the pages back on themselves and they sort of take up less desk space that way. So what material, if we're going to have this cover made, what material would it be made out of? Would it be leather or, or non-leather? You know, people have different preferences for either. Colour, well, we all have our preferences for colour, don't we? Be it bright colours or, as shown in the pictures here, or, you know, rather sort of duller sort of, Ordinary colours towards the sort of left-hand side of the picture sort of thing. Um, some people mix the colours so it might look sort of fairly plain and quite subdued on the outside. And then you open it up and it's a nice sort of fluorescent, bright and cheerful colour on the inside. There's no reason why you can't do that either. One word of caution I would think is say is um, don't get too carried away with colours because if it looks a little bit too fashionable... You might get a little bit bored with it um, after, you know, using it for a couple of years or so. And of course, the, the final decider, the price. Yes, planners of any sort, they, they vary in price from a few pounds, a few euros, a few dollars, up to, you know, 
three, four figures easily. Um, you know, the sky's the limit almost. But I'm sure there is something within your price range that fits your needs uh, somewhere there. You know, it, there is plenty of scope and plenty of people out there making things to um, come up with something that will fit your price bracket. And then you might even have a choice within that even. So don't think that that's going to be a, you know, real hard line decider. So does your planner have to perform more than one function? I know a lot of people that use um, mix the sort of wallet, you know, carrying money and um, bank cards and that sort of thing with their planner. And this, this picture here shows a Filofax Molden being used as a wallet. Uh, and that shallow zip pocket on the left there is perfect for fishing coins out, he says, speaking from experience. You don't want too deep a pocket to hold coins in, otherwise it don't become difficult to get out of quickly at the sort of cash till. But it's got, you know, just looking at that layout, it's got sufficient um, card slots and a sort of slip pockets and what have you to hold cash and cards and coins. So it, it lends itself very well to that. People mix planners and notebooks, you know, for if you've got uh, various projects on the go at once, then, you know, it's a perfect solution, isn't it? Mixing your notes with your, you know, plans and tasks and things. Or even, um, you know, your journal and what have you. Now, journals, sometimes a lot of people don't like journaling on loose-leaf paper, so they prefer a more of a bound um, solution to that. I've even seen a ring-bound organiser um, made with rings and with elastics or with a pocket to tuck in a bound planner in the back cover. It looked a little bit odd, but it worked. And um, the, the person that had it made, I'm sure... He's most probably still using it today. The internal layout, um, again, it's it's if you're buying something ready-made, then of course you you know you're you've got the choice of buying the one you like the look of. Um, but if you're having something designed, then you've got a bit more flexibility into what the internal layout is. And as you can see from these pictures, there is a huge variety of um, well, it's just in the orientation of the, the credit card slots and how many there is and whether you have zip pockets or you have a popper pocket or whatever. Um, sometimes it's, you know, don't get too carried away because um, all these additional things obviously add to the cost and they, they of course, will add to the the bulk and the weight of the thing as well potentially reducing the amount of paper you can carry um, if you go too mad. But there are, you know, there's some sort of intriguing little solutions. If you look at the two pictures in the bottom right hand um, sort of quarter of this um, slide, the one on the end, the, the green one, has a pen slot rather than a pen loop, which is different. It, it sits in the spine, which uh, might not suit everyone, but that's a thing the designer chose to do. Then the one in the bot, the actual the very bottom right, shows two pen loops, uh, but not going in the same direction, which is a, a curious thing when you first see it. But when you actually realise why it's been done that way, it's to make sure that the pens don't clash with each other when there isn't 
so much paper, they sort of interlock sort of thing. But they're at the same height um, on the side. They're just sort of pointing different directions just to um, sort of solve a problem, if you like. But as you can see, there there is so many variations, and I've only shown a, a small variety of them here. Most of these, I think, from memory, were A5 ones, but I think the top left-hand corner, I think, is a personal one. And um, you know, so that the actual physical size of the um, planner will influence some of the design factors, of course. Well, there are sort of a set of design rules. <laughs> Very few, as you can see, when, particularly when you go custom. Obviously, the, the, if you go for one with a ring mechanism in it, then the person that's going to make your organiser either has to, you have to supply the ring mechanism in full to them, or they must have it in stock, or it must actually be one that's actually made at the moment. Um, there's no point in asking for, you know, incredibly large size if they're not made for that page size. So there we go. And second one, I think is very valid. You must be prepared to pay a little bit extra for, you know, a custom design item because there will be more work involved in it. But if you don't have rings in it, then, you know, pretty much there are no rules apart from, you know, paying extra for it or paying the, the going rate for the actual item you end up with sort of thing. Now, I've been asked quite a lot, um, you know, so will it cost me a lot of money to have, you know, a good design? Well, this is a case, this, this particular example here is a standard off-the-shelf Filofax, and there was a couple of little design features on it that I thought were quite clever in that without actually having to open the um, organiser, it's got a couple of pockets in the front cover itself that you can put, as you can see, business cards into or a rail ticket or something like that, a season ticket. Fairly secure because it's, you know, the, the, the actual pockets are, are quite tight. And then in the back cover, it has a full height pocket, um, which... You, you know, I, I've shown my passport being popped in there, but because the actual strap itself goes over the fr um, pocket, it actually sort of protects the, the, the contents from falling out sort of thing. Um, and as you can see, this isn't a all fully leather organiser. I wouldn't say it was the perfect design, far from it. But there are elements of this particular one that I thought were quite good. Yet it only costs, I think it was about 40 or 50 pounds at the time when it came out. But um, now there's, you might be able to pick up little things um, from other existing designs that will help you, you know, decide on your final design. Now, of course, the actual um, design of your planner or the one you purchase will depend to some extent on how much paper you're carrying being you know a huge stack of it or whatever with rings and discs rings certainly have a sort of a design capacity now we always measure or we always quote ring size or i certainly quote ring size as the actual internal 
diameter of the rings um, going horizontally across them because that's effectively the, the capacity. But if you look in the manufacturer's catalogue for the rings, they will quote a paper capacity of around about three or four millimetres less than the actual um, actual ring internal uh, diameter size. So 25 mil rings would hold around about sort of 21, 22 millimetres thickness of paper and dividers and all the rest of it. Um, why is there a limit, you might ask? It's to make sure that the paper that's actually on the inside of the rings um, when inserted doesn't exceed a certain size where it's the actual paper on the inside of the ring starts pushing the rings open um, if you put too much in I've actually seen that actually happen but so that's rings but when it comes to travelers notebooks they have a sort of a capacity limit I suppose you can keep going and keep going of course but then the thicker the thing becomes the less width there is in the cover to protect the actual notebooks. And so the notebooks start to hang out over the edge and rather that sort of defeats the actual object of why you've got a leather cover there in the first place and not just carrying the notebooks as they are sort of thing. So there is a, a you know, there is a sort of a limit in some senses for a traveller's notebook. Um, and most suppliers of those will actually give you some indication of how many um, inserts that you, or notebooks you can put in. But of course, if you're going to use, you know, that, that's going to vary depending on paper thickness and how many pages there are and that sort of thing. So worth asking around um, and actually looking at people who have already got a particular one that you're interested in, maybe. And then finally, if you know, if we're looking at the size of a bound book or a coil bound planner, then, you know, some of the coil bound supplier planner suppliers do give the option, I think, to specify whether you have, you know, a large or small coil for the actual num same number of pages, because it will depend if you're um, an avid sticker washi tape user, of course, you're adding to the overall thickness of the page. Um, each page sort of thing so over a period of time the whole you know that paper stack of paper is going to get thicker and thicker um, throughout the year so you need to there needs to be some allowance uh, for that on the size of coils used now what paper now this is a an age-old problem will my preferred pen work with the paper I'm using um, or if you don't have a preferred pen and you like a particular size of paper or a particular um, type of paper, colour of paper even, then you might have to find a pen that works with that. Uh, you might have to be um, a bit more flexible on um, what pens you, you look for sort of thing. So it, it's it, potentially it's a compromise, but it's nice to be able to test out these things uh, before you you actually make the big purchase, if possible, maybe ask for a paper some paper samples to um, actually try out. But if you're printing your own, again, it's a similar sort of thing. You know, will will the paper you wish to print on work with your particular office printer or whatever? So, you know, it's not a sort of um, 
simple answer just to print your own because you end up with the same problem. Uh, you still have to find pens that work with that paper. But maybe less of an issue. I, I'm not sure, but I certainly have found that um, when I print my own inserts, I've um, come up, come unstuck a couple of times with um, using inkjet printers. Whilst you get nice print quality, um, the, the ink doesn't um, fix so well, if, particularly if you're using these friction-based, um, you know, friction pens and what have you. you want to rub something out, then the, the, the inkjet ink also um, starts to smudge. But there we go. So, where are you going to buy, if you finally decide on the perfect planner and what it would look like in your own head and in your many sketches that you produce, you know, where are you going to actually buy one from? Well, as, as I said, there's a huge number of brands out there. If you um, just look around, the, you know, there's no end. And I can't even list them now because, you know, they're constantly changing. But in terms of making custom-designed ones, well, there's certainly quite a lot of um, smaller uh, companies now making custom-designed items. Um, some of them do sort of standard off-the-shelf models that would more or less fit your needs in most cases. Or they'll give you options that you can either add or subtract to a particular sort of standard sort of design that they do. Or you know, there are a few that will go, you know, let you sort of just literally send in a drawing with all the measurements on and all the rest of it um, for whichever type of planner it is. And they'll actually make you, they'll give you a, a, a price for it, of course, first, and then um, <laughs> offer to make it for you after you've paid the bill. Um, Van der Speck in Holland or the Netherlands will certainly fit into that category. Um, I've had myself a, custom, a couple of a few custom items made by them um, to my own design and, you know, wonderful results at the end of it. And you just want to keep going back and doing it again. <laughs> it, it does get a bit expensive if you keep doing that, of course. But um, Or let's go one stage on. Could you make your own? Of course you could. Anything's possible. Bit of, you know, you just look around on YouTube. You'll find loads of um, great videos there for making um, your own accessories and your own covers for Traveller's Notebooks. And they're dead easy to do. I've, you know, I've made one myself. And there's a lot of satisfaction in making your own because you get to choose, you know, how it's, how many strings are in it and all this sort of thing. And you can actually buy the leather pre-cut as well. So you, it's the minimum amount of... Um, cutting involved uh, with, you know, sharp implements and what have you. So, you know, don't give up that idea um, that you can't make your own. It's a bit harder when you want to include lots of pockets and things, of course. But for simple things, why not give it a go? You might learn a new skill and it's not going to cost you a huge amount of money to actually go down that route to start with. It might serve as a good prototype for something that you get professionally made later on. And as this talk originally was presented to a European, but primarily European audience, I did add this sort of catch-all at the end here, that purchases from outside the EU will be subject to extra fees. That's sort of, when you import something from, say, the US or Australia or somewhere like that, you will end up having to pay VAT 
uh, import duty, handling fees, and what have you, which can take the sweetness off your, say, $100 um, planner purchase. It might suddenly become sort of €150 Euros or, or £150 pounds by the time you've paid all those extra fees and what have you. Not pleasant, but, you know, that's just a sort of a warning, as it were. So I hope you've enjoyed the, the sort of talk in uh, commas. <laughs> if you want to talk, contact me for any reason at all uh, to discuss your, your own planner requirements, your own design ideas, or you want to check out stuff that I've done myself, you'll find me on the web at filefaxy.com and travelersnotebooktimes.com. I'm on Instagram. I've shown uh, You can contact me by email. And I'm also on um, the dreaded Facebook as well. You can contact me that way as well. And if you have any questions, by all means, leave them in the comments below and I'll do my best to answer them. Or, as I said, contact me direct. That's just as easy. Anyway, thank you for watching and listening.